God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Hope everybody had a good weekend. And, uh, you know, we there's a lot going on over, uh, over the last few days. And so this show is going to be a little difficult to rein in. But we're going to do our best. And what I decided I was going to do today is just sort of work up the ladder of my Twitter feed because often I catalog my uh, Twitter and I take the components from my Twitter and I put it into the show. Today is my last day of my 30-day moratorium ban uh, over at Facebook, to which case I don't really do a lot on Facebook anyway, but I do post, promote the show and things like that. And this week I'm poised and ready to get a solution for the call-in system that's been down for about a month. Um, and there's just no way to, to get it back to the way it was. We have to figure out a whole new solution, which I did. But then, uh, you know, as everybody may know, I got sick, had major surgery. I was laid up in bed for a couple of weeks. Actually, last week I was corrected. I said I was uh, sick for three weeks, uh, but it was only two. No wonder I was in so much pain. But I'm in my third week of recovery right now. And uh, so I've been laying low a little bit, trying to go for walks and doing my thing and, uh, and doing a lot of research. And I have to tell you, I'm feeling really good about where we are as a republic or where we are as a, as a group of conservative-minded Trump supporting conservatives. And I thought, I thought, well, no, I didn't think. I, I am always very hopeful. But, you know, you start to think, man, is it lost? Are we losing? Have we lost? Did we lose? Yeah, we lost a battle, but I always thought and I always said, 
We lost the battle because they cheated. They cheated. That's the only reason why we lost the battle. So what do you do when that happens? And the answer is pretty easy. You try to do an investigation and figure out how you can actually expose the truth and get to the bottom of the fraud. There's no way Joe Biden got 81.2 million votes. No way, Jose. So we know that the fraud and the fix was in. We know that. I was looking at Maricopa County numbers. And they had like 1.7 million voters in 2008. And I don't know, when you look at these numbers, they really don't make a lot of sense. 2.7 million registered voters now. And, and if you were to compare their population growth since 2008, you know, into the last 12 years with, I don't think they gained a million people. And even if they gained a million people, they wouldn't have gained a million voters. So what's going on with the demographics? No wonder it's the Democrats who don't want voter ID. And no wonder it's the Democrats that don't want the question whether or not you're a citizen on the doggone census. You know, and somehow, though, every step of the way, they're getting away with every little thing. It's like, what do you mean, judge? What do you mean? It's unconstitutional to ask if you're a citizen on a census. None of that makes sense. Unless you follow the dollars distribution channels from people like George Soros and company that find their way into DA's offices and judgeships and elected judge posts across America. And then you look at spineless individuals like Chief Justice Roberts, bought and sold, afraid to ruffle feathers. But then you look at bold soldiers and bold men like Clarence Thomas and even Justice Alito, and you you, you realize that at some point we are going to make this happen. The AZ audit, the Arizona audit is looking good. There's a lot of reports coming out that it took a little break over the weekend, but, you know, they did a ultraviolet test and, you know, the left is complaining and even uh, John McCain's wife, what's her name? Something McCain? Um, doesn't matter. Cindy McCain, I think it is. She came out and she said, it's ridiculous. It's over. We lost or they They lost. She doesn't even say we. She never considered herself to be a Republican. She was always a libtard. And that's the kind of thing that was going on in Arizona. When Meghan McCain came out and said something to the effect, you know, uh, she did a play on, you know, something about, I don't like people who are captured. And she said to Trump, she said, I don't like people who lose Arizona, a Republican state. The fact is, is that Arizona was lost because of her father, John McCain. John McCain was like uh, from Oregon, and then he went to the Naval Academy, finished last in his class like Hunter. 
and uh, was practically thrown out like Hunter was, and got violated a whole bunch of law, uh, rules in na- in the Navy, had a whole bunch of missteps and mishaps. He crashed uh, a few times. He was not the sharpest tool in the shed, John McCain. But John McCain started off as a, as a Northwest Oregonian lo- liberal. But then he, like, like John Kerry, like John Kerry, um, married into money. John Kerry married the Heinz fortune. Before that, he was with a millionaireess. But then he, he left her and decided to hook up with a billionaireess so he can take his gas-guzzling boats all over the place and fly his private jets to climate summits as a climate czar. The hypocrisy of these liberal elites is just unfathomable. But here they are, flying all around their private jets, and John McCain and his lapdog, Lindsey Graham, would fly to Lithuania and Latvia and Montenegro and Ukraine, and they would go to the Middle East and hang out with al-Baghdadi and secure oil for weapons and weapons for oil and human smuggling and poppy seeds. I mean, they were all in it. The business was booming for John McCain and Lindsey Graham and all these lapdogs that loved the money they were making out of the Middle East and hated it when Trump came and said, you know, what what in the world do we gain by spending money hand over fist, good money after bad, being in the Middle East? Let's just take it home. And you, Lindsey Graham, why don't you go back down to South Carolina and take care of your people? And you, John McCain, why don't you go back out to Arizona and try to figure out why it is that that state is turning liberal? Could it be the Mexicans? Could it be the illegal aliens that are actually being planted in Maricopa County and voting illegally? Oh, that may be why you don't want the AZ audit. (laughs) Okay. All right, gotcha. Anyway, we're going to move right up our Twitter. And uh, sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to read next. That's the problem with this Twitter. It's not organized. I can't sort it. But it says, uh, Emerald Robinson, there's something I wanted to get into too today. We're going to get into a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about Frank Luntz. We're going to play a couple of Tucker Carlson clips. And I got to say, my hat tip to Tucker Carlson. As you all know, I've sort of been boycotting Fox News. I play a couple of clips here and there, but I don't watch Fox News. I don't watch Fox and Friends in the morning anymore. Used to. I don't even watch Tucker anymore. But I might start again. I might. I uh, had this cable where it didn't have any Fox News. And then I got a new cable subscription that had Fox News, but I don't watch it. I'm so tired of the fake news. And I put Fox News into that category. And it is interesting where you see Newsmax seeing the numbers trending, where Fox News is starting to get back on top because they're sort of figuring out that where the numbers are. And they're figuring out, you know what, we can only B-slap 
the Trump Republicans so much before we lose it for good. The fact of the matter is they just had an election in Texas, some sort of special runoff election. And the Kins- Adam Kinzinger, rhino, that we're going to go after in 2022 out of Illinois, Chicago area. And we, uh, this guy was endorsed by Kinzinger, got 3% of the vote. The Trump team, the Trump, uh, the Trump ca- candidates had a great day in Texas over the weekend. And Liz Cheney is losing everything. She's lost it. She's lost it completely. She's trying to like smooth it over and say, I'm not even interested in running in 2022. I'm going to run for president because that's where I am. But the big one was the thing we talked about last week. We said they're going to hold this Republican summit in Orlando. And Frank Luntz was going to be one of the pollsters there. It was going to narrate. Well, this piece on Frank Luntz from Tucker Carlson is just going to blow your mind. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. And Frank Luntz is just such an imposter. A couple of years ago, I started coining Frank Luntz as Frank the, uh, Luntz the Dunce. I thought it was original for a little while. I said, uh, I came up with something new. Turns out, no, someone beat me to that. But I didn't know when I came up with it. It just came naturally. Luntz the Dunce. Dunsky. Luntzky the Dunsky. So uh, Emerald Robinson writes, you know why Democrats want to keep wearing masks forever? It's now a symbol of their identity. If you're wearing a mask, they can tell if you're vaccinated or Republican. And I said, I've always thought it was unfair that Trump supporters were attacked as racist and physically assaulted while wearing a red MAGA hat. But the media and libtards everywhere would warmly welcome mask wearers as compliant, like-minded zombies who chose government over God. And I see that everywhere, too. You know, I can't get over I'm Like I say, I'm recovering from my uh, major surgery. I'm getting out and I'm walking. And it seems like it's been weeks, you know, but I, I'm getting out. and They have a vaccine center in my building. But because I'm going through a whole series of tests and things and still recovering, I'm not taking any vaccine anytime soon. I don't like the vaccine. I don't want the vaccine. If they start dictating vaccine passports where I'm going to not be able to travel, I don't know what I'm going to do. I might comply. But there's a lot of scary stuff, and we're going to talk about it today. There's this one young Christian that talks about uh, it's an audio clip that I'm going to play for you that's going to be an eye-opener. Thank you, Regina Terry, for sending that to me. She's a lady on Twitter that sends me stuff all the time. And it's good stuff. I don't even have time to go through it all sometimes. But it's all good. <laughs> I don't know what that was, my watch. Everybody's listening to me, even my watch. So... Steve Cortez, who I love a lot, big-time Trump supporter, says, the worst president in America history was George W. Bush. Former President George W. Bush said in the interview, he believes there is no question about a need for police reform. 
And you know, there was two videos floating around the internet on uh, the, over the weekend. And there were black people that were beating the crap out of each other in Miami airport and in Chicago airport. And I said, what we have is we don't have a white police officer beating a black man problem. What we have is we have a cultural problem within the black community dictated by single-parent homes and lack of income as a result of single-parenting that lends itself to this kind of self-destruction. It's a cultural issue. That black people have underperformed in every single country that they've been in. And I've had interview after interview years ago where black people have underperformed even when they were in the right socioeconomic condition. Amy Wax is somebody that I really am, uh, have a lot of respect for. She's been researching this issue for such a long time. And we talked about it. And one of the questions I always ask people about this subject is, and I had a black scholar come on once, and this was about five, six years ago. And I asked the guy, I said, what country, where has there been a country where it's been predominantly black population, black leadership, and where there's been black um, uh, success, like really great, well-run country, uh, very prosperous, the envy of the world where people would want to move there. And the guy never heard that question before. And he stumbled on it. He was shocked. And there was this long pause. I'll never forget it. And he said, well, there hasn't been. And then he went into, you know, a whole bunch of different uh, responses to that. But it wasn't a very interesting dynamic question. Where, you know, there's been colonialism and there's been a lot of other things that have been going on. And I understand all that. I get it. And all I'm trying to do is figure out a solution. But when I see video after video where black people are attacking other black people, there was a post this morning where it says, do you know that the, the carnage in Chicago, black-on-black crime this weekend, was 10 times worse than January 6th in Washington, D.C.? Yet somehow the FBI wants to break down Giuliani's door, and he wants to, they want to raid a house in Alaska looking for Nancy Pelosi's laptop. So you got the MAGA grandma and you got Giuliani, the third, the third advisor and presidential attorney for Donald Trump to have their places of work and home broken into. There was Michael Cohen, there was Rudy Giuliani, there was Paul Manafort. Uh, You can go on and on, really. It's it's unheard of, right? This is a police state. This is... um, Stasi, German Stasi, right? It's absolutely ridiculous that we're actually witnessing this, realizing that a couple of facts, that we are bigger than they are. We have more people than they have. We could clobber the crap out of them if we wanted to. And we ought to let them know one day that they need to straighten up and fly right. They work for us. They're taking their kids to Disneyland based on the tax dollars that we earn for them. 
Bradford File writes, the FBI is raiding homes of Trump supporters whose only crime was attending a rally, nothing else. America is a police state. Breaking 9-11 says, new. Poland rejects inclusion of third gender in new EU identity cards. I'm telling you, folks, I am seeing time and time and time again different laws being rejected and established in Europe that are laying the groundwork for precedence here because other countries aren't wrapped up in the liberal Democrat bullcrap that's going on here in America. Like, it didn't go unnoticed that our vaccinated, you know, uh, president, so-called president, geriatric president with its brain dead, it seems like, is the only one wearing a mask on a Zoom conference. And the only response that they're giving is the reason why he's lying to you, because you don't need a mask when you're in a Zoom call, is because he's trying to make a statement. A statement of fact or a statement of a lie? And of course it's a statement of a lie. But Poland's not messing around. They're a conservative country. They reject the inclusion of third gender in new EU identity cards. We're not doing it. We're not going with third gender. Get out of my office. John Kerry invested in oil companies prior to becoming... Biden's climate envoy. Huh? He's a climate guy investing in oil, getting rich, and being a hypocrite all the way to the bank. Hmm. That was a New York Post article. Remember the New York Post who wrote about Hunter, but they got banned? The oldest newspaper in America? Because big tech censored them? Where are the liberals when they talk about that? Nah, they're nowhere. Um, we got more. All right. So I want to get past some of these uh, routine articles that get posted and get to some of the other things. Uh, The squad pushes to defund the police while spending thousands on private security protection. That's just absolutely more, uh, more hypocrisy from the left, right? 34 million fewer people watched Biden's speech compared to Trump's first State of the Union. We knew that. We talked about that last week. But we're getting to some newer stuff here. Four connected stories last week indicate Rudy Giuliani was likely one of the 2019 victims of FBI FISA abuse, and Mary McCord is needed as insurance. That's a really in-depth article over at the Conservative Treehouse, written by Sundance, that I recommend. So check out Conservative Treehouse, theconservativetreehouse.com, for that article. Emerald Robinson writes, At any given time, now in America, there's a list of obvious falsehoods circulating that you're not supposed to question. If you do, you risk being ostracized. You risk losing your job, And your good name. Everybody knows it. You're just not supposed to talk about it. And Will Chamberlain writes, don't hire anyone with pronouns in their bio. You'll thank me later. You get that? 
Don't hire anybody with a pronoun in their bio. I think it's a bad idea. I agree with Will Chamberlain on that. It's time to look at smarter employees, employers. It's time to look at smarter employers. Will Chamberlain wrote this in response to this tweet. My employer is urging us to put pronouns in our bio. It's about them, not us. Whatever that means, I'm kind of all about me, so I didn't do it. And Will Chamberlain said, it's time to look for a smarter employer. You know, these employers are getting involved with these things that they have no right to be involved with. Whatever happened to the laws that were on the books that said you're not allowed to discriminate based on age or skin color, but somehow you're allowed to discriminate on political ideology now and whether or not you're a they or a, 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 a can or what the heck. I have no idea. I don't follow that pronoun BS. It's so ridiculous. It's beyond my pay grade. So, Secretary of State Katie Hobbs over in Arizona, she's a liberal, said on MSNBC that she didn't know why reporter Ryan Randazzo was escorted from the audit yesterday. How do you not know what it is in the court order? What, what, what is in the court order? How do you not know if you're Secretary of State? It's also alarming that you retweeted the ballot picture on your personal Twitter. So Katie Hobbs is just a big, fat liar. Ryan Fournier writes, Ten years ago today, Osama bin Laden was killed by a team of U.S. Navy SEALs. Never forget that Joe Biden advised against taking him down. Rick Grinnell writes, President Trump honored India and its people. He knew a U.S. And this is, a, by the way, this is an important one. Most of the ones I retweeted were really important this weekend. This is a great one. It's not in line with the subjects that the main subjects we're covering today. But I want you to listen to this. Seriously. President Trump honored India and its people. He knew a U.S.-India close friendship would impact China's reckless behavior. Joe Biden is punishing India and caving to China upside down. See, I mean, the idea is, is that uh, Prime Minister Modi and all that great love and, and investment, those great rallies that we had with Modi in India just before the launch of the COVID <clears throat> attack, from China, and and also the one in Houston where he filled up the big stadium. Those were great, and those put China in a very rocky position because there's only one population that matches China, and that's India. They both have about 1.4, 1.5 billion people. And India... They're not a terrorist group like China is. China is a terrorist organization. I mean, they're one big fat Chinese terror. Ball of wax. I mean, look what they're doing with Hong Kong and the Uyghurs. You don't see a lot of that going on in India. There is some in humanity, but not like China. It's not controlled like China. They're not the threat that China is. 
They're not as aggressive as China is. And we get along with them a lot better. We get along with the Hindus a lot better. So, I don't know. Julie Kelly wrote this. She says, in case you missed it, my updates this week on January 6th detainees. Two men accused of attacking Brian Sicknick remain behind bars, denied bail, but in a hearing this week, feds admitted neither used bear spray against the deceased officer. Another capital attack myth exposed. That's over on America Greatness. I love Julie Kelly. She's great. I also love Trish Reagan. She writes this. News today that Hunter reportedly still has 10% stake in a private equity fund controlled by China's CCP. Unacceptable, she says, Trish says. Biden promised in October 2020 that no one in my family will have any business with a foreign corporation. That was a lie, just like his lie about being a moderate. And and then there's this woman who basically said she didn't she chose not to have children or she chose abortion because of the climate crisis. Yeah, I said yet somehow she was a British woman. Yet somehow the underwriters I wrote I wrote this. Yet somehow the underwriters, banks, so she's talking about climate, right? And she's giving a little bit of a sob story, a little sad story, right? I'll play a little clip of it. It's too long to to bore you with. Coastal home enveloped by the ocean. And I realized that I couldn't possibly raise a child in that world. I couldn't raise my football team in a sub and bring them into this world that wasn't going to have the same opportunity as I had, where even food was going to be a struggle. I raise a child, a beautiful coastal home. And these tipping points are going to be ecosystem collapse, food shortages, floods, areas of our beautiful coastal home. Areas of our beautiful coastal home. Right? Yet somehow the underwriters, banks, investors, and property builders continue to trust their science that actually suggests that their coastal investments will be around for their expected ROI, return on investment. Meanwhile, Al Gore continues to be proven wrong every single year, and John Kerry continues to fly private all over the world in private jets. Rosie Memos writes this. He cites an article. They both come out the same time, you know, within days of each other. The mystery of India's plummeting COVID-19 cases. That was February 1st, 2021. And then April 28th, India's vaccine crisis is a warning to the world. So basically they were saying, as COVID cases soar, India is contending with a shortage of uh vaccines so what is it they're lying to you people they're lying that's what they're doing these articles are written by independent thinkers based on numbers and studies and there are people that are just lying to you and what is up with this vaccine why is there such a push for it 
Yeah, I can I can give you the Fauci answer, but I can give you another answer too. You know, I could hear some libtards saying under the breath because it saves lives. We'll see. I hear all kinds of stories. I hear stories that give me pause and and make me feel like, well, well, you know, there's some legitimacy here for that and this and the other. Then I hear other stories that just beg more questioning. I just don't trust the delivery mechanism. I don't trust Fauci. I think Fauci's like a scumbag, like a real scummy guy, right? I don't like Fauci. And I don't like the fact that Everybody that ever questioned Fauci is gone. That's the problem. I don't mind if Fauci would step in the ring in the octagon and uh, if he would just step up and, and, and prove his case like Scott Atlas did. Scott Atlas put his money where his mouth is. He, he, was, he was fearless and afraid of nobody to debate anything. I like that. Now, can he be proven wrong? Yeah, he can, but at least he's putting his money where his mouth is. I don't like the whole demeanor and affect of Dr. Fauci, who thinks somehow he shouldn't be questioned. And he's so thin-skinned, and he gets so rankly with uh, people like Rand Paul, who beat him up for, you know, with ease. Because Fauci has been all over the place. Fauci said... Masks don't work, then he said they do. He said it can't spread on surfaces, then he said it does. He said that if you're asymptomatic, this virus is not going to spread. Then he said it did. That was the big game changer. That's the one that kept us inside. That was the biggest of all biggies, was asymptomatic spread. And that's still being debated, folks. And then you've got to figure the top 15 cities where they have the lar- the strictest crackdown measures for masks and distancing and stay-at-home orders and everything else in between. How is it then that they have the worst numbers? And, you know, it wasn't too long ago. It was two weeks ago. UFC had the big 15,000 event. There's been no, no reports of an upspike in COVID, in from the Jacksonville event, where fifteen thousand people packed an arena, and I would say a third of them were wearing the masks. Like I said, if someone comes up to me, nobody has. If somebody comes up to me and says, "Wear your damn mask," I'm gonna like, masks don't work, do they? They're like, of course, masks work. Trust the science. And I'm gonna be like, well, then if they work, you're fine. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Basically, Emerald Robinson writes, basically, GOP leader has done two really dumb things. Elevate the unpopular neocon Liz Cheney to leadership and empower the goofball pollster Frank Luntz to advise House Republicans. Both are disqualifying. McCarthy will be a lobbyist in two years. McCarthy must go. I can't believe he even beat Jim Jordan out to be the Speaker of the House once upon a time. Breaking 9-11 says, Justin, Senator Manchin says he doesn't support the D.C. statehood bill. 
I actually think that's a big deal because right now the Senate is 50-50. With Kamala's vote, it becomes a 50-50. 51 is the deciding vote, Kamala. So without Manchin, they can't turn D.C. into a state. So I'm very, very happy to hear that. That to me is big news as well. Charlie Kirk writes, Joe Biden is fine calling Trump supporters white supremacists and terrorists, but he's not okay calling illegal aliens illegal aliens. Think about that. And Byron York wrote this, Alaska couple asleep when armed, when armed FBI agents break door down, emerge from bedrooms, seven guns pointed at them. Why? Attended a January 6th Trump rally insists never got closer than 100 yards to the Capitol. Agents don't believe them, says we're here for Nancy's Pelosi's laptop. And that was written in an Alaska report. Rick Grinnell writes in response to that, why hasn't the FBI done this to the people suspected of vandalizing Seattle, Portland, and Minneapolis? Politicized precaution, pr- pr- prosecutions have imploded at DOJ's, credi- uh, at DOJ's credibility. Career officials should speak up. They really should. Um, Trump blasts Twitter as stock tumbles. So Twitter's stock is just tumbling right now. And I, I love seeing that. Jack Dorsey's going to be out uh, before you know it. Uh, Thomas Massey writes this. Sorry, Biden and Fauci. We're not asking you for uh, for your permission to celebrate our independence. So, you know, if you're waiting for permission from the chief executive to celebrate Independence Day with your family, you clearly don't grasp the concept of independence, right? So July 4th, stand up. For yourself and don't let anybody stand in your way fight back just like the people fought for our country and our independence just like that all right so we're going to get to a couple of other um i want to i want to play this uh yeah there's so much so much oh there's one other thing that i want to get to before we get to the other all right so, uh, yeah, there's some really good stuff here. All right, I w- I'm going to play a couple of things. This one is 100% as a father of a daughter. This is Brad Pascal, who, you know, kind of melted, had a meltdown. But I like what he has to say here. He says, as a father of a daughter who played high school sports, this is the only logical answer. Protect girls' sports. So there's a lot of talk about Kirsty Nome, who's supposed to be like this, you know, beauty queen from South Dakota that everybody loves. She's really strong, conservative. Great. But she didn't stand up for women's sports. So when the, when she was tested, she didn't stand up for women's sports. And she supported the transgender um, infusion into women's sports, which would in my opinion, end women's sports as we know it. And, you know, I think that would be a tragedy. 
And you can't put that genie in the bottle back in the bottle for at least a generation. Records being, you know, tarnished and 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 women that have worked out their whole life to to be an Olympian or what have you. It's got to end. So Caitlyn Jenner opposed opposes boys who are trans playing sports on girls teams. So Bruce Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn, who I think has a partner who's a woman. So it's kind of like a header, I don't know. I don't know what that is, but in any case, I love the fact that someone like that, a trans Bruce Jenner decathlon winner, you know, on the Wheaties box, says no doubt a, you know, someone like Bruce Jenner who becomes Caitlyn could kick the living daylights out of any woman's sport, uh, track athlete, you know, and totally gets it. Kirsty Nome was put in a box there. So I want to I want you to listen to this. This is something different. For those of us who are not black men, imagine watching the news and seeing how people imagine being a black man and being told by some white lady with a microphone that you and the criminal on TV are one and the same because you look alike. Imagine being told by society that white people can be all that they can be, but you as a black man, the content of your character is completely irrelevant. You are the color of your skin and that is all you will ever be. Imagine being told you can't figure out how to vote because of the color of your skin. Socioeconomics affects everyone, but apparently you're not as smart as the poorest white person. Lady, I don't want to hate you. I'm a 90s kid. I grew up with you, so I know you're very talented. I understand your heart is in the right place, but you are everything you preach against. You're not helping. You're making things worse. You're causing more division. You're causing more fear. Statistically speaking, I am more likely to be shot and killed by my black elderly neighbor across the street than the cop who patrols my neighborhood. Statistically speaking, homicide by cop is very rare, but people like you find power in fear, so you keep it front page news. You don't have to be a white supremacist. You can be better. So that was a black woman that was speaking up against all this rhetoric and nonsense. Um, I also want to listen to listen to Joe Biden making a fool out of himself again. Uh, Joel Pollack wrote this and he says, what an empty comment saying nothing directed at no one in particular said by somebody who does not believe it. There are a whole bunch of liberal jokers out there that actually think that somehow this is good speech. You tell me what he says here that a two year old couldn't have figured out on their own. America's on the move again. We're choosing hope over fear, truth over lies, light over darkness. And we're working. We're working again. We're dreaming again. We're discovering again. And we're leading the world again. And you're proving democracy can deliver for the people. We just need to remember who we are. We are the United States of America. It's just the most boneheaded speech, right? I mean... Nothing was, it's just wasted air. Trump never did that. Trump always gave you the important aspect of what those elements there meant. That that strong borders makes for a stronger country, an independent country. So, Ned Ryan writes, 26 other Republican governors need to do the same as Ron DeSantis, who's becoming a rock star. People said, if there was a Ron DeSantis governor in every single state, you wouldn't need the federal government. 
Ron DeSantis does this. He says, he signs bill banning social media deplatforming. And Cat Turd writes, it's nearly impossible to support the cowardly, spineless, weak GOP. And Jewish Deplorable writes, Tarrant County in Texas 06 was Biden plus 12 in November. Tonight, it was Republican plus 7. That's a 19-point sweep. Tell me there wasn't election fraud going on in that county. Ellis County, another county, was Trump 32 in November, plus 32. Tonight, it was GOP 58. That's how much people are turning off. That's the difference. Okay, I think that's important too. A woman with a resist hashtag in her profile wants all January 6th protests in prison, in prison, protesters in prison, but for disrupting Congress for a few hours. If you want to see how deranged many Americans are over January 6th, read the replies to any news article. This is typical. They're all traitors. A quick decision on prison time for every one of them. That's a lady named Barbara Ringel, a resist crazy maniac. I told you about the uh, fights in uh, the airports. You know, definitely black people need to step it up. Jack Posobiec writes this about uh, flashback. Frank Luntz emails with Hunter Biden. It says here, he's writing to Hunter Biden, because your dad, this is Frank Luntz, because your dad hasn't said word one to me since the moment he was nominated for vice president, zero, zip, nothing. That's why, that's why fair weather friends get fair weather treatment. And Bo knows I feel this way. That's not how I treat anyone in politics or in life. And by the way, I declared your dad the winner of his debate against Paul Ryan, even though Ryan is an actual current client. That's how Frank Luntz does business. Who's your client? Is it corporate? Corporate America? Who is it? Um, I have an interview. I have this interview with Rudy Giuliani talking about the break-in with uh, Tucker Carlson, which was really good. Uh, I thought that was really good. Um, I also have had a sound clip from Sidney McCain, who basically uh, said that the Arizona audit is ludicrous. Um, I have another audio clip where uh, Mitt Romney is booed off the stage practically in Utah. So we got... Tucker Carlson going after Frank Luntz. We got from the Orlando deal with the GOP. We got Mitt Romney being booed off stage. We got Texas elections going the way of Trump. We have um, so many promising things that are indicating that we are right and they are wrong. That the exposure the Arizona audit's going to do, I think, is going to be immeasurable. Uh, Donald Trump seems to think so. And then um, and then there's even more. But you know what? Uh, I want to I want to play I want to play this clip, but I think I'm going to put it off till tomorrow because it's uh, I think it's a 10 minute clip and I don't think we have that kind of time. So I think I'm going to go without the clip today, but tomorrow we're going to play that clip because it's so well done. 
and it's still timely. It's, it's going to be the topic we're going to cover pretty much all week. But I want to read some of these other key poignant tweets that I just tweeted out this morning. And I want to get to these and cover a lot more ground today. And then tomorrow we're going to maybe do a little bit more with the uh, audio video. Um, I am going to play this one, though. All right. So this is a young kid, a Christian, about the vaccines. And let's take a listen to this. This one's only 59 seconds. Felt this for over seven years. And why? It's because of the growth rate of technology. You see tech billionaires like Ray Kurzweil, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, and the like all say that we have at least 20 years until all people will be integrated with machines. The movement called transhumanism is the movement that is approaching us and is what's going to come upon the world very, very shortly and is already here to some extent. It's the merging of artificial intelligence with biological intelligence or you implementing artificial intelligence into your physical body. In Daniel chapter 2, it says that in these days they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they won't cleave to another as iron is not mixed with clay. The iron represents the robotics, the clay represents flesh, and there are less than 20 years until all men will be integrated with technology. God bless and repent. Christians have been saying it's the last days for a long, long time. So how do we know that these are the actual end times? Well, I don't need any so-called pandemic right now to prove to me that these are the last days. I felt this for over seven years. And why? It's because of the growth rate of technology. You see tech billionaires like Ray. So I, we missed the first part. That's why I allowed that to play in a loop. Um, I think that's an interesting key point that the guy, that the kid makes there. Um, he's a young kid, about 25 years old. And I thought he uh, made a very good point. There's another tweet I tweeted out this morning. It says, hundreds of parents in Vail, Arizona, attended a school board meeting protesting masks mandates for schools. They would not leave. The board was overwhelmed and outnumbered. They quit. The parents, they quit. There's more of us than they are of them. The parents elected new members and immediately struck down mask mandates for kids. This is the way. I also find it a little disturbing that they're mandating children to have these vaccines. And again, what that kid just said, the Christian there, is it's very possible that there's a technology uh, looming. That This is just part of a bigger plan. And it's worth a discussion. It's worth a debate. You can't just jam stuff down people's throats and not give them the right to even ask a question. Right? I, I don't think that's fair. Would you agree? I think you would agree with me. Oh, so I want you to listen to this. Okay, so this is over the weekend too. Or this was, no, this was last week. It says, Wowee, Charlotte writes, no, we don't want him to talk, Nancy Pelosi. So listen to this. This is Nancy Pelosi and and Joe Biden doing a presentation. Happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance, whatever you want me to do. Nance is Nancy Pelosi. Am I off? No, we don't want him to talk. <laughs> no, we don't want him to talk. We do not want Joe Biden to talk. Oh, my goodness. All right, so you, you see there's a lot going on in America. There's a lot going on with grassroots pushing back. We are making a difference. This radio show, magapack.org, buglecall.org, 
scottadamshow.com, redstatetalkradio.com, 1180wfyl.com, the terrestrial radio in, in Philadelphia. Um, all of these voices and all these efforts uh, make a big difference. And it's it's really important that we understand that we are making a difference. We can't see it because the people listening to this show and the people that are fighting every day are in the eye of the storm. And we can't see the satellite image of what's really happening. And that's what I'm trying to do with this show a little bit, is to take a step back and, and, and show you different pieces of, of the of world that aren't being covered on mainstream media. I could cover all day long mainstream media. That would be the easiest thing to do. But I don't want to do that. I want to dig, and I want to dig and dig and dig, and I don't mind getting my hands dirty. I don't mind ruffling feathers, and I don't mind taking risks. I could care less. I have not that much to lose, so who cares, right? I mean, the point is, is that we can make a difference if we just stick together and fight. You know, there's another report that says the Democratic Commission chair uh, spent big on travel as he urged constituents to stay home and stop spreading the virus and also, you know, flying private jets all over the place. It's such hypocrisy. The Bradford File writes, there is more carnage every single weekend in Chicago than there was in D.C., on January 6th, the Bradford file writes, if the GOP wanted to start winning, it would organize a national take off your mask day. The GOP wanted to start. Um, Ashley St. Clair says, I see more woke 20 year olds wearing masks outside than at risk 80 year uh, at risk 80 year olds. Why is that? The vaccinated president of the United States is still wearing a mask everywhere for political theater. The Bradford file writes, is anyone going to tell the GOP that Trump is the only reason they have any votes left? And the Bradford file writes, people don't want to get vaccinated because the frauds telling them to to are still wearing masks for show. The Bradford file writes, laughing out loud, the CDC is taking orders from teachers unions. Lockdowns, school closings, and masks didn't stop the virus, but they did destroy the lives of millions of healthy Americans. All that is so true. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. We have so much more we could report on today. We ran out of time. But we have a lot more left over to share with you tomorrow and new stuff as well. So be uh, sure to stay tuned to The Scott Adams Show, and we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Stand the mounds getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.